Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Goddess Glow Up podcast. I am your host, Mo the Goddess. The H-B-I-C, and that is the head badass in charge, coming to you with another podcast, you guys. I told you that I was going to do better as far as creating and posting these podcasts. And I am really uh, aspiring to be better, okay? So I just want to put that out there. Um, but tonight, you guys, I am sitting here in Krabi, Thailand with my leg propped up on a pillow. Um, my knee has been giving me some issues over the past month. Actually, it's given me issues for years. But over the past month, it's gotten to the point where I've developed a limp, um, not being able to put as much pressure on my leg because of my knee. And today I was walking up the stairs at the hotel that I'm staying in because they have no elevator and I heard the loudest pop in my knee. And there was this pain that shot from my knee up the back of my leg to my buttocks, down to the bottom of my foot. And as I struggle, I had to sit there for a while because I was like, oh my goodness, something just happened. Something just happened. I injured myself even more. What? happen and as I began to walk up the last few steps I realized that there was an issue I don't know what the issue is as of yet um, but the pain is even more severe and my ability to put pressure on my leg is even a lot less than it was before so laying here in bed in Thailand and I was scrolling through TikTok and I came across a 31-year-old sister who was speaking her story. But although she was speaking her story, it was almost as if she was speaking mine. And the story that she told was the fact that everybody was, you know, celebrating and being around their family. This is holiday times where people come together and they love on one another as a family, most people. Some people don't have that uh, luxury, if you wanna call it a luxury. Some people don't have that luxury at this particular time for one reason or another. Maybe your loved ones or some of your loved ones have passed on. Maybe the relationship is uh, tumultuous, maybe whatever the circumstances may be, but everyone is not in a position for whatever reason to spend time with and celebrate with their family. I, for one, have not, I think last year, last year was the first year in a long time that I actually spent time with family. Last year, um, around December, I met my biological father 
at 51 years old who didn't even know I existed for the first time. And I was really excited, you know, to have the opportunity to be able to do that. But um, last year on Thanksgiving and Christmas was the first time in about four years that I actually spent the holidays with some of my family. I have two sons on my own and it's always been my sons and I. And, you know, we would go to friends' house. I, of course, I would cook at home and, you know, we'd house hop when it came to the holidays. But after my youngest son graduated from high school, I decided to move away to Atlanta, Georgia from Las Vegas, Nevada. And it was at that point, the first two years that I was in Atlanta, it was so difficult to adjust to not cooking for my children or just cooking period it was just me by myself so there was not a need at that point to make a large amount of food and it took me a while to adjust you know to that separation from my children and not you know carrying on that tradition but at that time I created my own tradition and my traditions have been over the past few years to travel, to gift myself a trip somewhere and travel. And um, yeah, so right now I am in Krabi. Yesterday and the day before I spent my Thanksgiving and my Thanksgiving Eve in Phuket, uh, Thailand. And today I'm here with my damn leg propped the hell up because I have hurt it somehow. I'm saying all that to say, you guys, this girl really inspired me. Um, she inspired me because for one, she's 31 years old and I never had the courage to confidently, courageously say that I was going no contact with a toxic family member um, and as I was listening to her and reading her comments I realized that I'm not alone there are other people out there who don't have healthy relationships with their mothers and for years I always thought that there was something wrong with me how come my own mother doesn't want to support me and be there for me. For 50 years, I actually chased a healthy relationship with my mother. I've always desired to have a healthy relationship with my mother. I would see my friends interact with their parents and some of them being best friends with their mothers. And it just kind of reiterated the idea that there was something wrong with me and I was not lovable. Why doesn't anyone love me? Why doesn't my own mother love me or support me? I never really felt that maternal connection with her. So to hear this young woman say that she would get anxiety just thinking about the idea of speaking to her mother over the phone, um, it totally resonated with me 
because I remember <laughs> just last year I decided to kind of sever the relationship with my own mother after 50 years like I said you know 50 years I finally <sighs> mustered up the courage to say I'm putting me first 50 years it took me to let go of the lies that I believed when people would say, but you only get one mama, that's your mama though. But that's your mama though. So nobody really understood what I was saying when I was explaining like, this is not a healthy relationship. Every time I think my mother is going to show up and be the mother that I need, she always does something to remind me that it's not that way. It is not that way. So I held on to the idea that one of these days she's going to love me. One of these days she's going to mother me. And I would hang in there and I would hang in there and I would hang in there. Every time I talked to her, this time is going to be different. Every time I saw her, this time is going to be different. It was always me doing the work. And like I said, my kids don't even know her as their grandmother. They know, they know her, but she's never carried out that role of a grandmother. She doesn't even really acknowledge them um, and has just only been in their lives because of the efforts that I put behind trying to hold on to, build, maintain, and chase a relationship with her. So, you know, it got to the point where not only was it hurtful for myself, but I was always hurting for my children as well. You know, I wanted them to know her. I wanted them to possibly have a relationship with her. So it was like a double-edged sword for me. I was hurt because of me and the lack of relationship that she wanted to take part in as the mother. And then also me hurting for my, grand, for my, for my children, which are her grandsons. So anyway, you know, I was so inspired when I heard this girl speak about going no contact with her mom and finding the courage to even put that out there in the open. I, even at this point, struggle with speaking about that. And I think the struggle comes from not that I don't want anybody to know, but I don't want anybody to think that there's something wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? It's like the light is being turned. It, that, that young girl, that little girl that desires her mother is ashamed to let people know that the mother does not desire her, you know? And um, it, it's... I'm not going to say that uh, it's strange because it happens all the time. It's just that there are a lot of women who are like me who hold on to the idea that 
you know, maybe one day they'll have a relationship. Maybe one day it'll get better and that they are supposed to endure that because that is part of the toxic behavior that comes from the black family. We are being told that we have to endure the mistreatment, not only of our mothers, but of family, period. And I finally got to the point a couple months ago where I picked up the phone. I was so afraid. It was one of the most challenging yet courageous things that I could ever do. I picked up the phone and I called my mother and I expressed to my mother how her not being there for me and being supportive to me, for me, um, made me feel. How her not standing up with me when my stepfather was inappropriate with me, putting his hands down my pants and me going to my mother and saying, hey, this is happening to me. And she's still remaining in the relationship with him, knowing what he had done to me and not doing anything about it. And yet I had to continue to look at this man. I don't want to necessarily get into that, but <laughs> since I have, I'm just giving you guys like part of the wound that was constantly being open for me when I did talk to my mother, like maybe this time she's going to acknowledge it. Maybe this time she's going to apologize. Maybe this time she's going to make up for what he did and what she didn't do. Maybe this time it'll be about me. Maybe this time she'll love me, you know? And it created so much anxiety with the idea that, oh, I'm gonna talk to her or, oh, I'm gonna see her. And oftentimes when I did spend time with her, I was so exhausted afterwards. It was like the air had been let out of me. She does not know how to pour in. She only knows how to extract, you know? So it took me days, sometimes weeks, depending on how the conversation went or how the behavior was at a particular time when I would spend time with her. That determined how long it took for me to put the pieces back together of who I am until I got to the point where I said, you know what, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to say how this made me feel. And from this point on, I am just moving on with my life because I deserve to be happy. I am worthy of being loved and I shouldn't have to chase a relationship with anyone, not even my mother. So to hear this young woman stand up and say, you know, this is what it is and this is what it's going to be. And she didn't even feel completely comfortable because as I was reading through her comments and other women were, oh, it was so many hundreds of women in the comments with the same story and she was asking how are you working through it what advice can you give me so it's just a, a really 
sensitive subject, especially around these times. You know, when you want to be with your own mom. And then to put the icing on the cake, when I finally met my biological father after 51 years, who supposedly never even knew that I existed, thinking that finally, finally somebody's gonna love me, protect me, stand up for me, be there for me. And even the air being let out of that balloon, like it was almost as if I was abandoned all over again, you know? So it's difficult. I can only imagine how difficult it is for so many people. And I've dealt with it for years, but I haven't ever been comfortable or had the courage to say no more. I'm not going to allow myself to go through this anymore. I am severing the ties. There was so much guilt surrounding that decision. And sometimes there's so much guilt even expressing it as I am right now with you. Like the fear of being judged. But I know when I started to come out on my platforms and to share my story, what I was doing it for. My intentions were to inspire and encourage and remind other women that they are not in this alone. There are other people out there who are experiencing some of the same things that you are. And after all these years, I'm 52 now, after all these years, there's still shame surrounding that. You know, there's still um, the fear of being misunderstood. There's still the fear of people saying, well, you only get one mama. That's your mama though. <laughs> I had one friend, it was when, when I had first um, started to get the hang of being a single mother, you know, I would call my mom. I remember one time in particular, my, my oldest son's godmother, she used to keep both my kids for me when I went to work sometimes. And I remember one time I came to her house in an emergency, crying my eyes out and needing her to take care of my children. And she was always there. Yeah, come on, bring the kids. And I would be crying like, I asked my mama and my mama told me, no, my mama wouldn't even help me. My mama wouldn't do this. My mama wouldn't do that. And I remember she got in my face. I never forget this. She got in my face and she said, why do you keep giving your mama the gun to shoot you? Why do you keep putting yourself in the line of fire for your mama to hurt you. Stop asking your mama to do things for you when you know she can't and won't and does not care to do. And you know, even though I would hear those words, 
I still didn't want to believe that. I still didn't want to believe that my mother did not want to mother and support me. And I just hung in there and hung in there and hung in there and hung in there until finally, at the age of 51, just last year, you guys, I just said, I can't, I can't anymore. I can't do it anymore. It's exhausting. I don't deserve the struggle life. I don't deserve to be hurt. I've, I've endured so much hurt as, the, as it is. It's this relationship that taught me to endure pain from other people. Trying to chase a relationship with someone who does not want one, obviously. Not a healthy one. So, you know, like I said, this young woman, she just inspired me. I was like, wow, at 31, she's able to say that. And I just got to be this age to say, you know what? Yeah, that's my mama. <laughs> but I can't. I can't. I can't. I would look at some of my other friends with their mothers and how their relationship was just seemingly so good. I've always been a family-oriented type of person, too. That's really ironic. I've always been one of those people who loves family. Every guy that I've ever dated, like his mother has become my mother. I've desired that relationship, that mother-daughter relationship from somebody else's mother, you know. One of the guys that I dated, um, she still calls me her daughter because they have such a close-knit family. You know, they celebrate everything together. Everything, every accomplishment within the family, every holiday, you know, when somebody has something great going on for them, the whole family steps up. And to be a part of that always made me feel so good. I loved being around his family. And I always desired that with my own two sons. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I realized that I'm not the only one who has experienced that. There are so many that have experienced it before me, and there will be so many after me. And I just want you to know it is not your fault. I want you to know that you have the right to be loved. You are worthy of being loved. I want you to know that you don't have to chase a relationship with anybody, not even your mother, especially not your mother. It is time for you to realize that you need to heal. And the only way that you can heal is when you do what's best for you. So I had to do what was best for me. And I just wanted to share that. Hopefully someone else will be inspired by hearing my story like I was inspired by hearing that young woman's story. Because sometimes we just want to know that we are not in this alone. And there's someone else out there who has also experienced some of those same things. And it's not your fault. It's not anything that you've done. And it's not your job to fix anyone. 
you have to fix you and you have to be good with you. And you can't be good with you if someone is constantly wounding you, if you're constantly giving someone to, the knife to cut you with. And those people can't be what you need them to be, especially if they haven't started their own healing journey. So, you know, I thought to myself, even when I spoke to my mother a couple months ago, I thought to myself, even at this age, she doesn't understand the severity of her not wanting to be a mom. She doesn't understand what it has done. Even at this age, she's still not able to say, I'm sorry. Even at this age, she's still not able to acknowledge the pain and the hurt that she's caused. Even at this age, when I was sharing my story, her narcissistic behavior, (laughs) we can't get past that. And I was saying, you know, I always just wondered why you never loved me, why you never were there for me. And she turned it around on me and said, you know, I was wondering the same thing about you. And I'm like, wow, even after all these years, there's nothing that I can say to get her to see how I feel. So um, the best thing for me to do is to nurture myself and to heal myself and to work through it myself and not expect anyone to be anything different than who they are able to be. And that's not my responsibility, you know? So anyway, again, happy holidays to you. Uh, Keep your head up and you are not in this alone. But in the meantime and in between time, until the next time you be fit, be fierce, be fabulous, healthy is the new sexy. Bye.